0: Good morning, everyone. This is Johan. It's your boy, O. And you're listening to your favorite podcast, officially, (laughs) Stay Uncomfortable. Stay Uncomfortable. Bro, yesterday was your 26th trip around the sun. Here we go. First and foremost, happy birthday, bro. You know, I love you. Thank Um, you, sir. And uh, let me ask you something, man. Is it different at all? At all? See, I mean You see how we're waiting for that climax for that uh that like see now you got me. Not climax. You know what I mean? It's like the 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 anticlimactic climactic part of life where oh we're gonna be twenty six, we're gonna be twenty five, whatever. H- how do you feel after being twenty six in one day years old?
1: It feels the same. It just feels like I don't know, it feels like I'm 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 starting to reach that point in life where it's all coming together now everything everything from like i guess maybe senior year of high school to like now i feel like now has just been a journey that has had its purpose okay and i feel like that purpose is now being illustrated out to the world
0: okay uh do you feel like you've had any unnecessary steps in that journey? No, I don't think
1: there's such thing as unnecessary steps. I think everything that happens is supposed to happen because God allows it to happen. God wants you to be the person you need to be.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I don't necessarily agree on that part, and I, I can't tell you why, but it's your journey at the end of the day, far be it from me to tell you, you know. But um, I'm glad that you have such a, a positive outlook in life, which let me say, Going years back, looking at the person that you were, let's say, in your early 20s, um, it's refreshing to see that you've picked up such a an optimistic outlook. Because, let's be honest, it wasn't always like that. <laughs> it wasn't even that you were a negative person, just like, so like, eh, about things.
1: I was a negative person, though.
0: I don't think you were that negative of a person. You know, I th- I think you were more of a, well, that's just how things are type of thing, you know? I guess it depends what you ask. Well, yeah, I didn't live with you. That's for damn sure. But um, but yeah, well, when it comes to the whole necessary, unnecessary steps thing, I think I feel like sometimes there are some unnecessary steps, like things that we do to ourselves that we don't have to. I mean,
1: yeah, at that point, yeah.
0: But even there, I can concede the point that it's still a learning a step, learning step. Yeah, you know. But I. I'm kinda tired of the lessons, bro. That's <laughs> you know, that's all I'm gonna say. But um I am I, I thank God for you, for your life. Thank God that you are able to be here sitting in this kitchen with me, talking about life, about things that men go through. And uh before I introduce the topic, which I always do, I feel like you got a question up your sleeve.
1: I do. It's just one of those random questions I always like to start out to, so, you know, yeah, get yeah. the get the vibe and, and the he, energy going. And just
0: so you know, he tells me these questions now. Like, I'm just finding out what it is now. He would rather <laughs> me... He wants me to think on the spot, which is cool, but let's see what you got.
1: There's nothing crazy. It's just, uh, like, before you die, what are two places that you want to visit? Before I die, what
0: are two places I want to visit?
1: Just also so the viewers can get to know you a little bit more. Okay.
0: So, I for sure want to visit Africa. Uh But when I say Africa, I don't obviously mean the continent. Uh, I want to visit Egypt. I'm fascinated with Egypt, bro. I'm fascinated with the little that we know about it. I'm fascinated about what it really is. About the fact that underneath the sands of Egypt, there are cities, entire cities that nobody has discovered. Am I going to be the archaeologist to go and uncover all that? Hell no. I just want to go there and see what's going on there. And um, <clears throat> I also want to go to Europe. And by Europe, specifically Switzerland. You know, I think that's one of the most beautiful landscapes of countries ever. There's a lot of other places I want to go to. But... um. In reality, I want to go to where I feel closest to to nature, which is Egypt because of the back history that we have connected to it, mm-hmm. and Switzerland just because of, you know, how nice it looks, the Swiss Alps and all that. How about you, bro? Uh,
1: I would have to say.
0: Can I try to guess one? Go ahead. London. Yes. I know you so well. That's because I want to move there, low key. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. Eh. bro if you move to london then i'm gonna have to relocate to london all right then and then and then you know i'm not gonna it was good good day isn't it i'm like bro what i'm not gonna be talking like that you know and then that's where like that's a bit that's where <laughs> drill comes from and
1: we're not gonna move to the hood of london man we can just stay in oxford
0: oh <laughs> excuse me Mr. Rodriguez, uh,
1: go ahead, man. You know. And then the other one is Japan because obviously it's Japan.
0: Japan was on my list for the longest time. I still want to go to Japan. I yeah. have to go to Tokyo before I die. But I don't know, man. I feel like Japan is one of those things that I know is going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, you know the anime, the food, the in- the conveniences that they have. They're just like light years ahead of us, bro.
0: That's true. That's very true. Very true. Uh, Well, that's cool. Now, let me ask you this, though. What if, if you had to choose a permanent place of residence for you to live there and die? What place would that be?
1: See, that's hard because I'm choosing between a place that I've been. Or a place that I want to be at. Okay,
0: let me make it easy for you. You cannot. It's not a place you have been to before. Is not. It can't be.
1: Okay, then I'm that I'm picking. I'm picking. I'm picking London. You're picking London. The U.K. Okay. And the reason why I pick London is just that I like, I like the aesthetics of like London, like this. Not not the hood, nothing. Like London, United Kingdom. Okay. I just like how old-fashioned it is. I like the fact that it's you know. It's okay, got, so you, all the time.
0: you're kind of like me, you like old cities, like established things already. Yeah, like exactly. you can look at the streets and see the history. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like when they were uh ripping up the streets here. I'm not going to disclose the city, most of you know, but a lot of you don't, so protect myself here. Uh, they were ripping up the one of the main streets here, and you could see the bricks on the road from like hundreds of years ago, and okay. that's fascinating to me.
1: I wasn't that close to see it, but
0: yeah, for me, honestly. I would live in DR bro. Live and die in DR.
1: I thought you said you you a place that you didn't haven't seen.
0: For you, that oh. doesn't apply to me. <laughs> um I would I would definitely definitely end my days in the Dominican Republic. I was there a, few, uh, a month ago and honestly, I I forgot just how in tune with with like nature I get when I'm over there. In tune like like there's no electricity, oh well. No running water, oh well know this oh well and i just felt a lot more at peace but with that being said that was a little icebreaker for this morning
1: a little icebreaker
0: which i don't like calling that icebreaker when i hear icebreaker thinking like job orientation all right guys so we're gonna have this little icebreaker that's what we
1: did in class yesterday yeah. a little icebreaker
0: oh my god it's like okay so what's two truths and a lie i'm an astronaut (laughs) um i have two million dollars in my bank account and i have two dogs like they make the game so unbearable but whatever uh we're talking about myths in marriage right last week we were talking about common myths marriages encounter uh that people go into marriage thinking and um, just to give you guys a bit of a refresher, I'm going to pull these up for you. Uh, I'm going to try not to read the ones for the episode. And for the
1: ones who didn't see the episode, you guys can go check it out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any streaming services that provide podcasts.
0: Yeah. So it, the link is in my bio. Stay uncomfortable. It's uh, you go. You can donate to the podcast to help us uh, go full on video mode number two you can go to uh, apple podcast and number three spotify so last week we talked about four myths that we experience in marriage which is number one uh your spouse completes you mm-hmm. that's a myth that obviously is not true uh number two you're gonna get it on have sex all the time <laughs> get it on. get it on you know uh that for a multitude of reasons is a myth you know yeah um number three the uh, myth is that somebody is eventually going to cheat and that's a harder myth to dispel because the only thing that can disprove that is the test of time yeah you know someone is going to or someone is not going to but you won't know that until the end of the marriage um but i'm a firm believer that that is not a 100 percent going to happen thing i don't even think it's like most likely going to happen yeah if you protect your 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 house and your peace yeah and um the last myth that we talked about is that marriage should be 50 50 and we for those of you who weren't here last week we talk about how it should be 100 100 and there's going to be times where it's going to look like it's 80 20 90 10 and the reason why that's a bad perspective to approach is because once you get on that train you're gonna start keeping tabs on each other when you start keeping tabs on each other it's very easy to become ungrateful and to become roommates exactly now we have a couple other myths in marriage that we would like to dispel today um would you like to start yes sir
1: we didn't even talk about what order you want to do this in but it doesn't really matter just all right so we're just gonna go down the list then. Yeah, go ahead. Number one is you're always gonna be in the honeymoon stage.
0: Okay. The honeymoon stage. I have a really, really big problem with that term. Go off. Be- because the honeymoon stage for one person means something different for for example, what people mean by the the honeymoon stages. You're always gonna be lovey dovey. That you're always gonna be attentive to each other. That you're always gonna be going out on dates, and it is my personal belief that that should never end there's no reason for that to end absolutely no reason if you are someone that believes that over time you're just going to become a neglectful spouse because that's just the myth oh well the honeymoon stage isn't gonna last
1: yeah that's just how that's just how it goes
0: yeah no that I, I don't believe I feel like that's irresponsible I feel like that's laziness-hmm um, And, again, it's nothing other than you being a neglectful spouse.
1: Yeah. Just a justification for comfortability.
0: Exactly. And what do we try to do here? We try to stay uncomfortable. But with that being said, shameless plug, with that being said, um, I don't think that should end because, bro, I see it all the time. Like, the happiest couples I know, they're always, like, goofy with each other. They're always having fun. They're always thinking about each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: They're always um, make they're, they're, they're going out of their way to make each other's day better, right? And that is what people consider to be the honeymoon stage. Right. Me personally, I don't think that's the honeymoon stage. What I believe to be the honeymoon stage is um always having sexual intimacy 24/7 at all times. Like,
1: that's what you thought it was. That's what I think it is. Okay.
0: Because when you because let's think about it. What is a honeymoon supposed to be? Culturally, it's supposed to be even though that's not what happens most of the time, but it's supposed to be the first time you see this man naked, the first time you see this woman naked. The first time you see each other in the most vulnerable in state. Suit. You know, in the most vulnerable stage you can be, which is nude. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, at first it's going to be that rush where you can't really stay away from each other which is a beautiful thing right it's it's honestly an amazing stage in the, in the relationship but that over time does go wearing down because again it's not that you find each other any less attractive it's not that you feel like oh well i'm, I'm done with this person now no life gets in the way work gets in the way a lot of things happen responsibilities increase you're, available time decreases now
1: you're in the stage where you're you're you know you're living with this person and you get to see their you get to see their um their th- flaws their, you get to see their flaws their habits things that no, don't necessarily correlate with what you do yeah or how you manage to live your life as a single person or not single person but living on your own not only that but also the things that your parents have taught you in the past that maybe their parents have completely you know, taught different. Maybe you're in your household as a kid, it was okay, you know, cook dishes right after. Maybe yeah. in her household, she saw that it was accustomed to that, you know, you can probably wait a little bit or maybe you can even wait till the next day to do the dishes and mm-hmm. it's something that might bother you or, you know. And also, like, like I was just thinking as you were saying that, like, the first, uh, the honeymoon stage and, it, and it's crazy how, like, we can correlate that to, like, our relationship with God because many times when we... When we give our 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 lives to God, we go through that honeymoon stage where we just want to be in church twenty four seven, where we just want to pray, where we just where we just want to do this, and then at the first sign of us realizing that Christianity is not this perfect lifestyle where we're just gonna get blessed all the time, right? Is when we kind of start to, you know, we start to pray less, we start to seek Him less, and it kind of goes the same thing, you know?
0: Yeah, and and it's interesting that you mentioned that because when when we get into that little, uh, what's what what do you call it? Into that rough patch well i'm not even gonna call it a rough patch but it's just growing yeah no it's just life it's growing pains like for example somebody yesterday asked me uh is it difficult adjusting to moving in with another person you've never lived with before the answer is hell yes it's difficult Mm -hmm. but it's not difficult in the way that you think it is it's just learning how to be uh vulnerable to another person let that person be vulnerable to you mm-hmm. you two have to adjust yourselves to each other because it's it's this way you have your own morning morning routine but yeah. i'm pretty sure that when you got married your morning routine and your wife's morning routines were completely different and y'all had to like work towards it mm-hmm. like i know that when i got married my wife was um my wife was one way i was another way but the beautiful part of that is that now our morning routine is our morning routine exactly it's not hers it's not mine i've changed a few things she's changed up a few things and now it's us and uh we got hannah which is our first subscriber by the way uh she we were live yesterday and she said that she was going to remind me and i got to it first and she's saying it right now but thank you so much either way
1: we love we love loyal people, bro.
0: They're they're there. That's it's crazy they're, to every
1: me. Every time I see that that little yeah, it's unlike. like when,
0: whenever I see a face that I recognize, like Mr. Clyde is always on there. Yeah, we got we got a lot of people, bro. Like for all of you who are listening, appreciate you. But with that being said, we let that uh, those growing pains. We interpret that as oh well, the honeymoon phase is gone mm-hmm. because bro, of course you you didn't live with this person before. You didn't have any type of commitment other than when you saw each other. But now they constitute a part of your household. That doesn't mean that that the love is going to go away. That doesn't mean that the the attentiveness, the goofiness. And
1: it doesn't mean that you got to stop doing what you do. It just means that now you you have the opportunity, not a burden, the opportunity to do it together. Right. Because if, you know, for example, for me... My wife likes to, you know, wake up, sleep in and stay in the bed, snuggling a little bit more. Right. I always wake up, brush my teeth, you know, go downstairs, breakfast. Uh, We got to get the bed ready. We got to, you know, that was, that was, she was like, can you just lay down for a second? And I was like, no, cause we gotta, we gotta <laughs> get going. Yeah. And that was just something that, you know, it ha- it happens and we got to get out of our ourselves and understand that now it's, you know, we're one and we're a team. We got to do things together.
0: Right. But we now, don't got to do things together, but... No, well, you don't have to do things together, but mm-hmm. you choose to. Yeah, exactly. It's And, and again, I, I always say even those, I'm not going to say ugly, uncomfortable parts of things, parts of marriage initially, that can be a beautiful thing if you look at it from the right perspective. Mm-hmm. Like right now, yeah, it's a little bit eh. But then eventually, you're going to be able to look back and you're not going to remember what your own thing was because now you're, like you said you're a team. But um but yeah, the the myth of that the honeymoon phase is going to end. It will if you want it to. It will if you let it. It it will if you let other people convince you that it's going to end. That's the biggest part. Yeah,
1: cuz people will be so pessimistic sometimes that it's like when you, it's like when you're too in love with your partner, even that's a problem. Even that's like Even that's like, oh, why are you not your own person? Or like, why do you have to do everything with your partner? You know?
0: Yeah. And then that's when, you know, jealousy starts to run rampant. It starts to be a problem for other people. But then you have to you have to learn how to prioritize. Mm -hmm. You have to learn when it's like I always say, we have to draw a line, a very clear line as to and speaking to the men here as to when we are uh, boys and then when we're men. Mm-hmm. Right, when we're boys, we let other people dictate how we feel about certain things. We let other people tell us,. Yo, well, yeah, you're not supposed to do that, you know, uh, why are you with her all the time? That's high school boyfriend, girlfriend type mentality. right. But now, as a man, you have to understand, no, my marriage is whats what comes first. My marriage is the one thing I'm not willing to negotiate. I'm not willing to compromise with the all. I love you, but you're no longer in this position in my life. Yeah. I made a conscious effort to bring a woman into my life and I cannot just up and keep living the way that I was, which that's a bit of a foreshadowing for the question we have later on. But, um, but yeah, the honeymoon phase ends if you want it to end. That's the honest way that I feel about it.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think, the, I think the key to, to keeping the, that honeymoon stage, turned on i guess you could say is for me at least it's like servitude you know i think i think that's what that's what that's on the top of my list of what keeps it what keeps it on because that's when you you become grateful you know and when you become grateful that that turns into your desire to want to show more love
0: bro what do i always say marriages thrive on servitude based models Mm -hmm. if you wake up every day how can i make this life way better for this man how can i make this life excellent for this woman mm-hmm. you are going to have the best marriage ever yo if you get nothing else from anything i say ever again listen to me right now if you're going to get married if you're married if you're going through a rough patch in your marriage the best way to ensure that your marriage stands the tough to time be uh serve each other as much as you can try to outserve each other if you try to get in the way of them doing chores so that you can do it for them so that they don't have to. You do that back and forth, mm-hmm. you're going to have an excellent marriage. If you wake up in the morning trying to make sure, oh, wait, let me make sure that she has breakfast by the time she wakes up. Let me make sure that he wakes up to the smaller of coffee. You have no idea how significant those little details are for your marriage. It's not hard to do. It's just a little bit hard to keep up with sometimes. Yeah. Because we have to be honest. Again, life loves to get in the way of a good thing. It does. It it honestly does for whatever reason. But then, here's a trick. If you keep doing it, if you keep doing it, which my wife gave me this book called Atomic Habits, I really suggest you read it. If you keep doing it slowly, just these tiny little adjustments here and there.
1: Because they really are just tiny. Exactly.
0: You're going to see a significant change. Not even too far off into the future, mm-hmm. you just have to form the ha- the habit base at first. So, that being said, I I really do believe that um, if you are thinking about getting married, and you hear this, oh well, you guys are still in the honeymoon phase. You know, I've been I, I have been told that recently.
1: After like what five five
0: years, years of marriage, seven years with my wife. That's
1: a compliment, kind of. Hmm? That's a compliment. It is
0: a compliment because they mean it as an insult. Yeah.
1: You
0: know how many times men, which is always... Joke's on you. Huh? It's always the guys, bro. swear. Men... That's they, what I'm saying. Like This is, uh, again, this is why the show is... Their main target is men because we have way too many stupid... So way too many stupid men with microphones out there telling men all this nonsense. And here's what I'm going to tell you right now, bro. You need to understand, you and your wife are a unit, or you're supposed to be. A lot of men come into my comment section because they see how I at least try to treat my wife. Because we all have our shortcomings, right? But for the most part, I make it clear she is a priority for mm-hmm. me, right? So many men love to say, "Well, oh, buddy has not been married for that long. Buddy just got married. Uh, he's in the funny. You're in the the funny moon stage." you're in the honeymoon stage that's gonna it's gonna uh, go away eventually and i'm over here thinking if it was gonna go away would have gone away by now
1: you know you know what i you know what i realized in life itself people that are usually miserable and sad what's the what's the saying misery loves company right
0: yeah misery loves company
1: it applies to the same thing men all want to be in unison miserable in life so when we see that one black sheep who's like in this happily married. Yeah. It it kind of, it it is jealousy. It is jealousy because I know, I know a lot of men wish that their marriage was, I'm not going to compare it to yours, but I know a lot of men wish that their marriage was on the right track and on the right path and yeah. way better than what it is now. So we got into, we got into this, to this, to this, to this place in life where it's normal for men to. For women to settle for men who see marriage as just as just oh we're living together Mm -hmm. I don't got to really do all these things I'm comfortable we have kids together we have a house boom that's marriage right women have settled into that and men have settled to okay like this is where I need to be if I'm miserable about it like it's okay whatever Mm -hmm. so I I think I think that's what it is I think men just gotten see men like you and they get jealous because they want that. They want what you have, but they just don't know how to go about it. So then instead of finding ways to learn how to go about it, how to be that man, they just turn to hating.
0: Bro, they see men like me and many other men, which I want to dispel. That's a tiny side myth that I am in the the silent minority. That there's, Bro, I believe that a grand population of men think the same way I do. We're just... We just like to be overshadowed by negative
1: exactly you you yeah. you go anywhere public, you go to like a barbecue or something like that, and yeah you'll, you'll see a group of men, a group of three, four men, and whenever the topic of marriage or their wives go about you'll you'll hear little side comments like little jokes like like huh, wouldn't I love to get away from my wife for about a good month yeah ha <laughs> ha There's truth to all those jokes
0: there are which and, and it's sad because again they mean it like the old the old ball and chain i'm like i you know i've embarrassed guys for saying that
1: the ball and chain thing
0: no like for 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 throwing their wives down on the like through the floor dragging them like, oh well you know whatever the, that old ball and chain says that we're gonna I'm, I'm like bro hold on hold on hold on and i've confronted them you know not with the intention of embarrassing them because Most of the time, there's not really many other people around. Mm -hmm. But I ask him, like, bro, if your wife was here, would you be saying these comments? And number two, how would you feel if she was referring to you as that bum? Around wherever wherever he goes, Mm -hmm. wherever you go. And then, you know, if they have any type of common sense, they, they might feel stunned at first. Like, whoa, I've never had a man talk to me like this you know Mm -hmm. confront me which is again a big part of the issue
1: because men don't like to get checked on things that they think they know about
0: exactly or or things that they have been normalized or desensitized into doing because Mm -hmm. they see every other man doing the same thing that's the problem a
1: man like like you'll hear a man saying oh my wife is asking me to do all these things in this house like what am i about the builder and you let's say you go ahead and say something like yeah that's what you're supposed to do yeah they immediately start to stutter because they don't know what to say
0: that exactly
1: yes that's what you're supposed to do
0: that's what you're supposed to do but again what, what i'm trying to say is i don't believe i am in the minority here i believe that if you decide to prioritize your wife that's a great thing but but once again so many men have told me you're inexperienced you just got married you some of them go as far as to say that i don't even have a wife like you should i'm I you, bro if you're if you're bored one day just Take a stroll down my comment sections on TikTok. Just go and go have a laugh. Th- this man isn't even married. Look, look how I was talking about, about his wife. Yes, because I'm happily married. And the reason I'm happily married is because I decided to commit. And the reason I decided to commit is because I know I want to commit to this woman. Which, by the way, speaking of that, there was somebody in the comments here who goes by the name of Raspberry Peach, right? And uh, I'm going to assume... That it's a, it's a woman Whatever I don't care uh, Raspberry Peach says If you're going to get married Listen to this If you're going to get married don't It's such an outdated Archaic patriarchal institution That no longer serves us You don't need it
1: I wonder what she means by uh, Us Is she talking about the us as in the women Or us as in people
0: Us as in society I'm assuming she's talking or maybe women either way i just want to address that which i have talked about that in the past very recently actually as recent as last week uh here's the thing for the longest time the longest time marriage has been the cornerstone of society it has been what has helped society thrive and I don't believe I have to pull out the, the statistics that show that children born out of wedlock, meaning outside of a marriage, have a much more difficult time in life. I don't have to show you that those who are born inside of marriage have a tremendous advantage when it comes to life. I don't have to show you that men who are committed to one woman on average tend to behave better in society they tend to achieve their goals they tend to be more ground thinkers they tend to be a lot level a lot more level headed and they tend to be great the, all the the great role models that you know in society have tended to be husbands and also marriage on paper if you look at it purely from a business transaction point of view it's a, it is a bad idea Mm -hmm. but why would you approach marriage as a transactional as a transaction as a business move like oh again like i said before i never said when i was going to get married i didn't think hmm, how much is this going to cost me 15 years from now
1: yeah what if it doesn't work
0: out what will i lose exactly how how or what am i going to gain from this all i saw was a woman that i love a woman that I am willing to build a family with and a woman that I know is going to be the best asset that I have and I'm going to be the best asset that she has if we're looking at it as a business because once again, marriage to a certain point can be a business move but that is never, never the point of marriage. It's never the main purpose and this is where I'm going to end this because again, we're not going to talk about this, This whatever. If you want to see society unravel. Just descend into pure chaos. Remove marriage. That's that's all you have to do. If you want to see society descend into utter chaos, remove marriage from it, and you will see it dismantle before your eyes. Because there's no commitment. There's no reason to build. Why? Selfishness just takes over. But that is my point of view. And you can even see it now, nowadays, because... Marriage has become a little bit less popular, right? On on average per capita, and values have gone out the window. Yeah. Whenever there's not a father in the household, father husband in the household, children have a much higher percentage of ending up in jail. That's that's all I'm gonna say with that. You know? Are the facts. You can don't don't hate me for, for spitting the facts. I just want you to know that marriage does benefit us as a society. Now, I understand the whole patriarchal, archaic point of view, because again, those are the buzzwords that we have been listening to for the past 10, 15 years. Yeah, our whole lives. Exactly, but um, that's... In my home, my opinion is not more important than my wife's.
1: Right.
0: We're a team.
1: It's not a dictatorship.
0: Exactly. There's an order in which... I am the leader of this household, mm-hmm. and I don't care what anyone has to say. If you don't believe in that, start your own family or don't, and you can have your own rules. In my home, I am the leader. But me being the leader does not mean that I am more valuable than my wife or that my decisions are more valuable than hers.
1: Exactly.
0: My definition of leader is I serve her as much as I possibly can. Out-serve her. When Jesus was talking about leadership himself, he would always point to the Roman soldiers, always. He would say, look at these men. You see how they're flaunting their power over people, how they're abusing their power over people. I don't want you to be like those men. Those aren't real leaders. In the kingdom, the real leaders are the ones who put their needs last. Their needs take a back seat. Everyone else's needs comes before theirs. Yep. The one who served the most, these are the greatest. And unfortunately, men nowadays have not been introduced to that model of leadership. And they feel like, like there, there was one uh, woman in my life... Uh, that she was saying that her husband feels like her opinion comes second to his. Her, her husband was telling her, oh, uh, when it comes to making a decision, I have the last word and that's it. When anyone who is married will know that that doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. It comes down to a team effort. Always. You, like whenever you're making a decision with your wife, right? It doesn't matter how difficult it, it can be. I'm pretty sure that you almost never just say, well, you know what? We can't agree on this. I'm just going to go ahead and do X, Y, Z. Right. That doesn't happen. We always try to compromise. We always try to work with each other because whatever I decide should benefit you and whatever you decide should benefit me.
1: Of course. And and I learned this thing yesterday cuz I was in class. I was in my sociology class that said um I forgot the term which I should know cuz I have an exam. But um it was saying there was this term used that basically just meant that women are tend to be more level-headed about certain this de- about decisions in life. Not certain decisions about decisions in life just meaning that they think about things way more than we do as men. Yeah. Well, us men want to go and we want to go and conquer the world, but then the there's the women that are there, the knowledgeable women will tell you, "Okay, let's conquer the world. This is how I think we should do it." Yeah. Instead of just going straight on into a rock hard wall, she'll say, "How about we just take this right turn, go around it. Might take a little longer, but we I'm here to support you. I I got your back. We're doing this together." And while you're in front of me, I'll make sure that behind you, nothing's coming.
0: Exactly, bro. That's even biblical. The wise woman edifies her house. She builds her house. There's so many things that I, I want to do. But my wife's perspective has been clutched a lot of the time. Like, yeah. oh, hey, listen, I believe in you. I believe in your vision, and we're going to get there. But that's not the right way to go about it. Exactly. And then I have to stop, consider what she's saying. Because I love my wife and I believe that she's an intelligent woman, which by the way, was her birthday. It's her birthday today. So baby, happy birthday. I love you. Anyway, I believe in her and I believe in, yeah, by the way, Oscar's birthday was yesterday. My wife's birthday is today. How about that? Anyway, I believe in her. I believe in the fact that she has been blessed by God with an intelligent brain that can actually process things a lot better than I can. And It benefits me to listen to her. So with that being said, with that being said, um, let's go on to the second one because we've only mentioned one. You're going crazy already. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. They're good points here. They're good points here.
1: So we got number two. Yeah. Uh, Good and healthy marriages come naturally.
0: Wrong. They don't
1: kind of goes hand in hand with the with the honey you always be in the honeymoon stage honeymoon stage um good and healthy marriages come with hard work and sacrifice and dedication and willingness and humbleness and everything that we don't like to do
0: yeah so you've mentioned excellent excellent traits of what it takes to be married and to have a good and healthy marriage here's the thing you have been going to the gym for quite some time now. Okay. Yeah, oh me. Yeah, you. Okay. You. The fitness that you have seen over the, the course of the years, did that come naturally to you? No. No, right? You had to put a certain type of effort into making sure that you reached a certain goal. Yeah. In fact, I know you, and you look at the scale with a certain goal in mind, you don't you're not there but you know where you would want to be Mm -hmm. so i kind of use that same analogy um the same analogy when it comes to marriage people want to assume that if it's for you it's going to be this effortless this smooth you know what the
1: problem is bro in fitness and now that you mentioned that 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 Mm -hmm. analogy Many times, we don't achieve the goal that we want to achieve when we look at the scale. When we just enjoy the process, that's when results are really shown the most.
0: It's almost like when we see the scale and we don't see the number that we like. Mm -hmm. We almost always want to retreat, go away. So,
1: So in marriage, when you don't get that thank you, that you looked for, where you don't get the sex that you look for after you did the dishes as a way of transactioning, that's the scale. And when you don't see the results that you want to get, yeah, that's when we stop doing what we want to do. That's when we give up the gym. That's when we stop doing the things that 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 as a husband or as a wife we should do.
0: Yeah, and it sucks because when when you approach marriage with transactional mentalities like you're talking about right now when when you are a transactional person you tend to want to be an immediately transactional person as in i want to see results now
1: you know it's just a quick thing for the men out there that um expect sex from their women because you did chores or because you did the things you're supposed to do i must say something bold what is prostitution
0: Yo, yo, hold on. Let him cook. Let him cook. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Prostitution is basically a woman or a man giving up their body for something in return. So if as a man, you're sitting here, oh, I'm going to do the dishes. And that that means I might get lucky tonight.
0: That's literally what it said. Bro, I I even go as far as to which the video that I posted yesterday, I, I say, and I go very no nuance with this if you think that working a full-time job bringing home to the money automatically makes you a good husband Mm -hmm. you're wrong it does not because i even say i work anywhere between 50 to 70 hours in any given week and if that is all i did my wife has every right to leave me marriage that works does not just happen it is not something that just appears pops out of nowhere yes there is a certain uh relationship that you can work on and eventually it's going to be easier it's going to be a lot smoother but you have to work and nurture that
1: exactly people just i get it that our whole lives we we have seen love as this over as is big it defeats anything it'll it'll conquer anything type of a type of thing but that's that's when love being a, a decision rather than a feeling comes into play because like someone in the comments said about like the work like we're willing to put in the work to get that promotion at work we're willing to put in the work to get i don't know to meet our our goals yeah but then when it comes to when it comes to love when we when it comes to deciding to love our partner that's when we decide to not put in the work because oh it's love she's supposed to love me anyway
0: which oh my god that really pisses me off because the same people who demand who just outright expect a certain treatment from someone are the ones who are doing the least those are the ones that are willing to do the least oh well and again those are the people that have the 50 50 mentality Mm -hmm. like all right i did this up until here that automatically should translate into you feeling this way about me bro. No, no. Hold on. You're approaching this in the wrong, with the wrong mindset. Don't do things because you want to get something out of her. Don't, that's not the reason. Do things because you want her to feel loved by what you do. That should be your only goal for things. Because if you truly exude love over a person and you love them to the point where you're not doing things, expecting anything in return, then guess what? If you married the right person, She's going to do the same thing for you. But no, like you said, we prostitute our love. We prostitute our our uh, our efforts in marriage all because we want to get something in return. And that is wrong, bro. And and in turn, what you're doing is you're hurting your marriage, because if you want that effortless, that naturally, whatever marriage, that is not the way to go about it either. When's the last time you sat down and talked to your wife and just let her cry? Not even because you did anything, but because she's feeling something inside.
1: Because she that doesn't even have to do with you. Or exactly, the
0: relationship. that's what I'm saying. Like that, because she's going through something. For example, let's say that she she feels like she hasn't accomplished much in life. Right. And then she's just upset about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When, when when did you sit down and let her, let her have her tears,
1: let her let her vent,
0: let, let her... her be? Because bef- be, believe it or not, before she got married to you. She was an individual person. Mm-hmm. She had her own uh her own hopes, her own dreams, her own goals. And I'm not saying that you got in the way of it, right? But life did. You should not be insensitive to that. No. And again, this is just an example. When was the last time you actually sat down, listened to her, and let her express her individual point of view? Those are the conversations that are gonna draw you too closer. Exactly. Those are, the, those are the type of interactions that you're going to have that are going to make marriage a bit easier down the line. Make it a little bit, what's the word? A little bit more effortless, which I don't even like the word effortless because I feel like effort should always be there.
1: Effort should always be there. Yeah. And even if that means for a lot of men, because there are a lot of men who, I don't know what the fear with therapy is, but therapy is part of it. There's nothing wrong with taking therapy. You could be in a good relationship and still take, take therapy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And And that that's that's put into the category of putting effort that's putting that's in the category of building that good, healthy relationship right a good healthy marriage. you know what I mean, so there's nothing wrong with that like it's really built within the tough conversations, the uncomfortable conversations that you know we're built up and we're built up stronger and the vulnerability and the and the safety relationship come together as well
0: exactly and here's the thing a lot of men don't like to admit it, bro, but a lot of us have gone through. Through significant traumatic events that are going to translate into a very, very difficult marriage. And therapy isn't just for you, it's for her as well. It's for your kids. It's for for the entirety of your relationships, even friendships, relationship with your parents. If if the reason you don't want to go to therapy is because you don't want people telling you what you have to fix, you're already damaging yourself yeah you're already messing you, up yeah you're you're you are being so counterproductive with your life ignorant that's what that's you what realize
1: that there is a problem you're just not you're not and that and the back back to the whole love thing like yeah love you know the bible says that love is patient love is all these great things yeah but then you're, you're kind of abusing that if you really think about it because it's like again i don't have to fix the situation i don't have to fix myself this woman loves me she's not going anywhere until she does,
0: yeah. Until she leaves, it's 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 so it's unfortunate because we realize things a little bit too late. That's a common thing for men. We realize that our wife is leaving us when the door shut behind her. Mm-hmm. That's when we realize it, and it's like, okay, what do we do now, Bro, buddy? At this point, you might want to move on and just just cut your losses. And figure out what to do.
1: Or or maybe just maybe there might be a little creak in the door that you might still have a chance to go in, but it'll take effort.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those Not now it'll
1: take not it'll take overtime. Yeah. Because now you have to fix your Now character. you
0: have to like retroactively work at what you didn't fix before mm-hmm. and you have to do it without her seeing that you're working on and, it. And
1: I love what you said. And you got to be okay with the fact that even if you did put that work in, it, still it might, might not, not work.
0: It still might not work because at the end of the day, you're going to have to cut your losses, bro. Swoop said something that I love. Swoop is a rapper, by the way, he said, thank God that he's saving from my sin, but not the consequences. He learned from his consequences. He learned from what happened. And like you said, that, that little, Opening in the door that might be there, Mm -hmm. and you might not just be you imagining it, but actually might be there. Mm -hmm. You you're gonna have to open that with a pry bar. You're gonna have to pry that open. Mm -hmm. And again, you're gonna have to put in all this effort that you could have put in while she was there, Mm -hmm. and she could have seen, oh, he's learning, oh, he. But no, now she's gone. You're gonna have to do that by yourself, bro. And guess what? She might not even believe you at this point. She it might be the ship might have sailed. But. If you are in that boat, I sincerely hope the best. I really hope that you can reestablish your marriage, that you can reestablish that relationship. Here's a little cheat code. If you want your marriage to work, if you want it to be free-flowing, where you can just – Hannah actually uh, mentioned a great word, which is habitual. The word I was looking for was habitual. Mm -hmm. It's a habit. that You can actually live in this space comfortably, and this is who you are. Surround yourself with men who have lived, learned, and lost. Surround yourself with men who can give you the good examples. With friends, e- even in your own age group, that you can learn from. For example, you. I've known you for how long now?
1: Oh, you said it like 12 years.
0: 12 years, something like that. I've known you for 12 years now. And between you, Johnny Pepin, which is a, an excellent friend, which I always say mature beyond his years, bro. Jeez. He's he's a freak of nature that kid.
1: We're going to have him here one
0: day. I, I really him and Rebecca. Yes. I want to have both of them on this show. Yes. Like he like he you would hear the most sage advice from. He's younger than me.
1: He's younger than us. Than both of us.
0: Yeah, well, we he, his birthday is on the 17th of October, mine is on the 18th. So that's funny. <laughs> I hope I didn't disclose too so much information, Johnny. Anyway, Anyway, you, Johnny, and so many other people, my age and younger, because you guys are all younger than me, without any, you know, for no reason at all, you guys would give me the most sage advice. Maybe the things that you weren't even thinking of, just off the top. You know what, bro? Sometimes you just got to learn how to deal with what you did, bro. It's not always going to be, you know, a reward for learning you just the reward is learning itself i forgot who told me but you guys honestly surrounding myself with you gave me such a better advantage manny too manny alex a all these i'm telling you i i had a pretty good network of people who were not necessarily you know father figures or or role models per se but you guys were my peers and Y'all, y'all really helped me become the man that I am today. Exactly. Like, I, I, I really can give you guys your flowers and your credit for that. Because, again, there's not every man that I can say, well, he was a good influence for me. No, I had to learn a lot of the time by avoidance. Like, oh, I don't want to be like that guy. I don't want to be like people who are my age. But then you guys come along and it's like, all right, well, you know what? Uh, I, I should probably take some notes. I should probably listen to you. And I really love you guys for that. I really do thank you for that.
1: Yeah, we will hear for you man and vice versa all the things that i've learned from you as well you know
0: like what like what
1: bro like <laughs> how to be a, how to be a complete gentleman
0: how, i'm not a complete gentleman bro. bro all right let's not get into that listen uh, go ahead
1: i was just i'm giving him his flowers he know, he knows what he's taught me in life he wants to be humble i,
0: I do want to be humble,
1: but yeah good and healthy marriages don't come naturally they do sorry not. to bust your bubble Sorry to think that, you know, it's going to last forever. I mean, sorry, not that it's going to last forever. Sorry that it, you think that it, there's gonna not going to be any effort that's going to need, be needed to put into it to make it good and healthy.
0: Yeah. Oh, e- even even when you're you've been married for a while, you're going to have to put in the effort.
1: Yeah, I think I think it comes naturally like already when you're like maybe 60, 70 where it's like, OK, Like it's like you
0: see these people you do not imagine them separate that's all you see you see one and you see the other that's how that goes but
1: that old couple that you see out there by themselves just enjoying their their peace and their tranquility it took work to get to that point
0: yeah and you know what ask them a few questions for real you know I want to have that type of couple on this show sometimes like maybe not like you know in their 70s or even that would be fire actually Mm -hmm. but people who have been married for like 20 plus years and you see them; they love each other, and they're still. Well, I want I want to talk to those people. Those are the people I need in my corner because mm-hmm. they made it work. They're still making it work, and that is who I aim to be in the future. Exactly.
1: You want to read the other one? Yeah, bro.
0: The next myth in marriage, which is, um, it's it's a little bit discouraging at first, but trust me, it's going to be for your benefit. Listen to this. You think you know what you're doing. You do not. That is a myth. The myth is that you think you know what you're doing. How many of us go into marriage thinking that we know what we're going to do? Thinking that we know what things are happening.
1: How many of us go into anything thinking we know what we're already doing?
0: Yeah. Do you think there's arrogance by any chance?
1: Um. Mm, I think it's more ego. Just not wanting to help. or not, Or, or you know... Or seeing a model of something and thinking you can just replicate it. Okay, so because a lot of times, you know, through media, through movies that we've seen, shows we kind of we, we've shown our entire lives this model or this formula of how marriage is supposed to work, how it's supposed to be, and we think that when it's our turn, we got it down pat. Yeah, know? but that's 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 not how it is. You know, many times we go into the mentality that marriage is okay, that marriage is basically we're dating, we just live together.
0: Uh huh. That's it. And a few things that you said there, number one, the whole replicating type of thing. If you, for whatever reason, go into marriage thinking that it's going to be a a plagiarized word by word copy of what another marriage is or has been, you're going to have a hard time. Because you're trying to apply a method that works to a certain type of person that you're not marrying, that you are not. Mm -hmm. you're trying to be uh the 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 whole mentality of trying to replicate it it's it's just wrong because uh let's see somebody told me one of the most important things i've ever heard from an old marriage by the way they said does not matter how happy you see a couple in public never compare yourselves to them because you never know what happens behind closed doors you never know it could be the happiest couple in the in public, but they can be killing themselves behind closed doors.
1: Anybody who listens to J. Cole knows that he said in the in the one song, I want that real love, that, that Jada in yeah. that will love.
0: Well, I mean, we, we, we don't sing that part anymore.
1: We don't sing that part anymore for a reason. Yeah. I bet you to a lot, they might have been the formula. They might have been the formula to follow. They might have been the... I bet you know, Cole, nobody's following them now.
0: Yeah. That's true. But... but that Uncle Phil love, though. I want that. That Uncle that Phil That vivid love. Uncle Phil love. I would I would rather get that. It's
1: scripted, but, you know.
0: it's a, It's. I always say, bro, Uncle, like James Ivory and that show, he Avery. was. Avery. I always say Ivory because Ivory is a color. Okay. Anyway, anyway, James Avery, he was the last real role model I had on television. The one that I can actually say. On
1: television, yeah.
0: Yeah, the one that I, I can actually say. I want to be like that. Even the new Uncle Phil on, on Bel Air, mm-hmm. I feel like with all his flaws, which I really like that they're actually like accentuating his flaws on the show, he's still a do what you got to do type of man. He's still a I got your back type of man. Mm-hmm. He's still a I'll, don't worry, baby. I'll take care of it type of man. He's also a I don't want to get in your space. You are an intelligent person. You can figure it out type of man, but you can count on my support. Mm-hmm. That's the type of guy that I'm. I'm going for. Exactly.
1: And and just getting back to the point of going into marriage, just thinking that you know it all. Again, back to the honeymoon thing. You you don't know it all. It's not always going to be sunflowers and rainbows. At the end of the day, as a man like myself, for example, going into marriage as somebody who didn't have a constant you know male role model in my life, as somebody who who love was shown was shown. I knew it was there, but was shown very little in my household. I can't expect it going into marriage assuming I know what I'm doing. No. That'd be ignorant of me to go into marriage Assuming that I know what I'm doing Without even doing my own research Without even doing taking therapy Without reading books Without doing anything Without talking to people who've experienced it before
0: Which I feel like that's That's honestly the best thing you can do hey, Put yourself out there Ask questions mm-hmm. Bro, when I was getting married Or before I got married I went around and I, I did a survey I, I said, I need you to tell me right now What's the most difficult thing you experience in marriage And the answer varied so much shoot that's the video i'm gonna to record today you're gonna to hear from me i'm gonna gonna say a few here number one finances if you think you, you you know what the hell you're doing financially when you're getting married and you've never done this before you are so mistaken unfortunately
1: the other episode we recorded things that make you attractive
0: yeah financially stability
1: if you're if, if you're like again if you're if you're single and you spend your whole life just you know, blowing money on things that you don't need without, you know, you're not, your money management is just not good. Again, how do you expect to take that and just think that you're going to be any better Mm -hmm. supporting two instead of one now?
0: You don't know, bro. Even before I got married, I moved out two months before I got married to the apartment that we lived in for a year. I moved out two months ago before that. Right. And I thought, yeah, I could handle a household I can manage this bro even living by myself I was like wait a minute this isn't just four walls Mm -hmm. anymore this is this is a whole kitchen a whole bathroom a whole everything that I gotta manage because the good thing I I, what I loved about that was I didn't have my wife there or my fiance my then fiance taking care of everything for me I had to man up and take care of things because if she wasn't there I was still gonna have to take care of it Mm -hmm. I wanted her to come to her home not to another job that she has to do
1: right you know serve it to exactly
0: there it again. exactly there it is serving them as much as you possibly can again, financial struggles was one another one was um temptation again I'm going to be very frank here somebody who was who has dealt with the addiction to the adult film industry mm-hmm. which we're again we're not going to dive too much into that today. If you think that when you're married, that's just going to go away just because you're married, you're wrong. It's still going to be there. It's still going to be one thing that you have to choose to avoid. And the one thing that I thank my wife for is the fact that I was able to be open with her and she protects me, which is another thing that I wasn't expecting, a protection from my wife. Mm. That's not something we talk about too much. But guess what? She did that. With that being said, you're walking into a lot of scenarios that you have no idea what it's about. Please ask around. Look at look at marriages that have a good track record. Go to them and be very honest. Hey, listen, man. Uh, I got married. I didn't know what I was doing. Or I'm about to get married, and I don't want to be ignorant. I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to be naive. Whatever you want to say. Just ask them, hey, listen, what are the most... Difficult things you experienced in marriage,
1: and and I just want to say something real quick because I I don't want to I don't want to miss this. You said that you allowed your wife to protect you. Absolutely. The amount of vulnerability that that takes from a man, that's where it starts.
0: Yeah, because we're we're always encouraged to be the protectors, mm-hmm. to be the provider. So the
1: fact that you that you allow your wife to protect you, that takes big
0: bro honestly at first it was difficult because i'm difficult from the standpoint of i've never done this before not the fact that i didn't want to do it Mm, yeah but again we're never taught to let another let alone a woman Mm -hmm. to take care of you as a man but that's believe it or not a key part of successful marriages you have to let her take care of you you have to like i always say I love it when my wife serves me. I love it when she protects me. I love it when she's there for me. Because I didn't marry a roommate. Mm -hmm. I married my wife the same way that she loves it when I serve her. When I protect her, she feels safe with her. And I love to feel safe with my wife. Why is men's safety with their wives never a priority? Why is men what? Why is men's safety with their wives never talked about? It's never a priority. It's always how safe she feels with us but we never talk about how safe we want to feel with them.
1: Just I think it goes back to just how, how how you know how we're all raised.
0: Yeah, it takes a back
1: seat. It does.
0: For for it's unfortunate, but it takes a back seat. Yeah. Manny said something here, which is plain talk by the way. Y'all should go follow him. He will be on this podcast. Hopefully soon. I don't know how soon that will be. He will be. Though. He said I'd say things like marriage were romanticize so we don't feel like it requires real effort
1: exactly what i was saying about i'm just gonna
0: take a screenshot here
1: exactly what i was saying about that's going in my book about through our whole lives you know we're just seeing these happy we're seeing on sitcoms all the time these happy marriage couples that just seems like they have it all together and by the end of the episode it's all figured out little violin music in the background hugs tears and this is what it is
0: hollywood it's not marriage. It is not real.
1: That's why I appreciate I, I low key appreciate a lot of the old sitcoms that they used to give. Yeah. Cause they showed for example, Full House was one of them. Yeah. And I questioned myself, I'm like, why does Full House always have this issue? And then at the end and it always ended if there was an issue within the family, things like that are vulnerable to us, like apologizing to one another. Yeah. Things of things of that nature, which is, you know, these are the other things that that break us and make us.
0: Yeah that's true uh i'm gonna mention another sitcom which i know you guys don't like it the office hear me out listen hold on i'm walking out hold on hold on listen to me jim and pam for the entirety of the first eight seasons eight and a half seasons were presented as this lovey-dovey naturally engaging like they were so effortless they were goofy with each other you never saw them fight at the end of the show like nearing towards the end of the uh of the show you see Pam and Jim have a very significant rough patch in marriage and the only reason you see it is because they're technically being recorded the whole time right like you see her go through doubt in her marriage even after they have two kids you see him worry about his future about his goals which, which happens exactly you see her worry about her husband and make sacrifices so that he can make moves you see him make sacrifices so that she can move i love the fact that they went to they actually portrayed the real struggles in a marriage which again which is why that show is the number one in my opinion and yes my segues are wild the show sucks the show's fire bro it was great
1: i'm looking for this thing that i wrote down now that you say that because again like those tough conversations is really like we have to learn to be honest oh here it is honoring at the expense of being honest
0: oh go ahead i want to listen to this we you ha- like these
1: are real life conversations if you if you are if you are uh what's that example that you gave the fact that um him that she, what was it that you said that she, she was,
0: she was, uh she sacrificed. Well, number one, she was worried about how her husband. Doubting. She uh, was doubting. She was doubting. Yeah,
1: that's a real life thing. You know how many, especially in in unfulfilling, usually in unfulfilling, or even maybe, you know, in our back of our heads, we think that we are fulfilling each other's needs, but it's such a real thing that as human beings, you can be married to somebody for x amount of years, have two kids, and maybe still have that doubt. Yeah because we're humans we doubt god all the time
0: and he's god and we're not going to doubt each other come on now
1: those are real life conversations and that's something to be honored honesty is something to be honored yeah a sit-down conversation is something that should be honored
0: i really do believe that yeah but you know what it is we want to we want to stay away from the uncomfortable conversations i told my wife something a few years ago i was like this is like at the beginning of our marriage like babe you know why we argue and we never reach a resolution. It's because we don't want to have the the ugly conversations. We don't want to have the uncomfortable conversations. We want to feel as happy as because this is our home and we want to feel comfortable in our home, but we don't get the luxury of doing that.
1: Physically, the house that you live in at the end of the day, wasn't always here.
0: Exactly. It was what it was built. It was built. It was a foundation that had to be built.
1: Exactly. So as a man, it, like have that conversation, Hey, I watched porn this morning and I masturbated.
0: Yeah, what are we gonna do now?
1: Hey, I was out with you and there was this girl and she was almost weren't leaving nothing to the imagination. I'm not gonna lie, I, I looked.
0: Or or, hey, listen, uh, I have this really bad spending problem that I've been hiding from you on the credit card, and it's it the damage at this point is really bad. I know you're gonna be upset. I know you're gonna you know maybe even see me differently. But at, at, at that point where you need to, again, keep coming back to this, there are going to be consequences for your actions. However, being dishonest about your actions are only going to intensify the consequences. Mm-hmm. So you can either deal with and you know manage what you have now, or you can be a coward because that's the, that's the word. You, you can be a coward, wait things out because you don't want to get discovered, and the consequences are going to be that much worse.
1: Because like you said though like we said earlier about when the woman leaves and she leaves that creek at the door if you have all these issues that you that you decide not to talk about once that woman is out the door now you really do have to deal with that you know that terrible money management on your own yeah you're gonna have to deal with that porn issue on your own yep and it's just way better to have a helping hand it's just way better to have somebody there to encourage you and to help you you know build you up and help you you know get get over this
0: at at the end of the day i feel like we have to again if we if we don't come at it from the perspective of i know what i'm doing if we don't come at it with this arrogant mentality we we're a little bit humble just requires a little bit of humility being able to look at your wife and know that you don't know what you're doing but you're willing to learn because of her like homer simpson had on the top of his desk do it for her Talk about his daughter obviously for maggie but same principle goes he didn't want to be there but he was willing to put in the work for her mm-hmm. and just like and here's a, the great thing about marriage you do want to be there you were the one who chose to get married it's a privilege to get married nowadays people say oh living in marriage uh, getting married is such a bad idea living life alone is a terrible idea that's a really bad idea so you look at your wife you look at your husband and you go ahead and do it for her. You do it for him. You make the effort work. Beca- you, you put in the work because you don't want a good thing to end.
1: And, it's, and this is this smoothly transitions to literally the last point, which is love is not a feeling.
0: Love is not a feeling. All right. So.
1: Well, you go in. That That's the myth that you think. Yeah. That, so
0: that's a, the myth number four.
1: That you think love is a feeling.
0: If you believe that love is a feeling. Please. Get yourself some coffee. Sit down. I have something to talk about. Let me take a sip of my coffee. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love you, Manny. <laughs> that was for Manny. Uh. Anyway. All right. If you have been lied to by the Hollywood movie industry or by the music industry or by whatever, these cicadas are getting out of control. Anyway. If you have been lied to I have to tell you right now, love is not a feeling. Love is a decision. You do not feel love. Love is not a chemical reaction. Love is not something that 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 is just, no. Love is a decision because there are going to be certain days that you're going to wake up and you're not going to feel like you want to love somebody. There are going to be certain fights that you're going to have that you don't feel like you're in love with her or him. Mm-hmm. There are going to be certain disagreements, certain mentalities, certain whatever that are going to really test whether or not you love someone. This is why, this is when you realize that loving somebody is not a feeling, it is a decision. Because if if it were that way, let's say that it was a feeling. You know what else is a feeling? Anger. And I feel, in my it is my personal opinion, that there's no emotion no emotion is stronger than anger because why is it that when we get cut off on the highway we never resort to loving this person why do, why do we never feel love for that we're
1: person so quick to flip amongst
0: we we are so we're so quick to let anger overcome us as a human being because again anger is the strongest emotion you
1: got to read what Manny said
0: cuz yeah i'm gonna I, I just saw i'm gonna read it Manny is talking about the best marriage advice he's ever gotten he says Be prepared to forgive what you would never expect. Ask forgiveness for what you would never do. I'm going to repeat that. Be prepared to forgive what you would never expect and be prepared to ask forgiveness for what you never thought you'd do. Bro. That is intense. And I I feel like y'all should pause this for a good five seconds and marinate on that. Just just think about it. And we're back. Alright, so that is honestly the reason my marriage is still going that mentality not uh, I just want to dispel it out of your brains if you're thinking about it. no, no cheating, no, no none of that. It's mo- it's mainly me learning how to forgive as soon as I possibly can. yeah, not hold on to grudges. my wife learning. How to forgive for things that she never thinks she'd have to forgive for?
1: Mm-hmm. Because again, the way we were raised, we just think that how we how we react to certain things or how we act is just okay.
0: Yeah. A- again,
1: which is nothing wrong with that because you know we were raised a certain way, but that at the end of the day, it's not about us anymore.
0: It's not, and the fact that we ever thought it was is the problem. So, what I'm saying is. You need to decide to love someone. I always bring it back to Jesus, bro. Always.
1: He's the perfect model, of
0: course. The perfect model. If love was a was a feeling, you know what Jesus was really feeling? Pain. That pain. Those forty lashes on his back. Take
1: this cross off my back. He was really feeling that,
0: and I'm pretty sure that if it was a feeling, that was going to be the the most uh real the realest thing to him in that moment.
1: And and the crazy about that example is that Jesus is Jesus half man half god. Well, any fully point. man fully god. Yeah, yeah. You know, 100 100. He could have stopped that at any moment. He could have and he decided not to.
0: And what's funny or not maybe not funny, but what's interesting is that the Bible commands us husbands to love our wives like Jesus loved the church. This is the most significant most difficult and single most important mandate as a husband. I am supposed to love my wife like Jesus loved the church. And, and let me let me tell you something. We do not sit down to consider what that means. How many times do we betray God on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. How often is God willing to forgive? He's ready. He the, stays ready to
1: the, forgive. The deciding to, to love your spouse is maybe not the extreme, but is basically the process of you getting crucified at the end.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like it's more you willing to get crucified for her because even if it means laying our life down for her, that is how we're called to love our wives, which, again, it's, it's one of those things where I say if you're not willing to lay your life down for that woman that you're looking at, don't marry her.
1: And maybe not even, you know, yes, the life. But then everything else that comes along with building a healthy marriage that make us uncomfortable, the humility, put the thorns on your head the 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 servitude, the nails in your hands, you know all the, like all all the things that Jesus went to went it can easily be translated to the things nowadays that that we need to do that kill our flesh, yeah in order to have a striving marriage.
0: It's 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 honestly to the point where I know that me adopting that model of love has made me a better man in so many ways. Humility, servitude, uh, deciding to love, forgiveness. Quick to forgive. Quick to forgive. Slow to anger. All those things. And here's the thing. I'm still working on that and the slow to anger part. Amen. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, uh, anger is the most real emotion a person can feel Mm -hmm. anger and pain well pain isn't really an emotion but you know it's it goes hand in hand is it is the most real thing we can feel so if we keep treating love as another feeling it's always going to take back seat always it is never going to be at the forefront because you're gonna you're all you're gonna see is the flaws in this man or this woman all you're gonna see is how they make your life miserable which they don't really you're just in your head yeah most of the time and you're never going to actually come come to terms with the fact of, hey, listen, right now, I'm not feeling all the butterflies in my stomach for you, but I made a decision to love you. Mm-hmm. And and eventually, you're going to notice that that's not a burden. Because don't get me wrong, I do feel love for my wife. I do feel certain things for my wife. Yeah. She does make my heart warm. She does do all these things for me. Right, But at the same time, We're two different human beings, and whenever we disagree, I have to understand, all right, the last thing I feel right now is lovey-dovey. Yeah. But I still love you. I still love you, and there's nothing that will make me go back on that. It's not both facts. So for those of you listening, if you're married, congratulations, you entered in what should be the most beautiful period of your life. I beg you, get it together now. Understand. You loving a person is not a feeling because that feeling will fleet away. Deciding to love that person, that holds that holds ground. That has some sort of weight to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, uh we have a question, which is from a man this time around. Finally. That's from a man. It's funny because last week we asked, why aren't more men communicating? Looks like the message got through. Good. So We got a man asking a question, which is funny because it's actually something that I talked about last week, too. But it says the following. Hey, bro, should a man have to ask permission to do things? I love my soon to be wife and want to be as open about my plans as possible, but I don't want to feel like a child in my own marriage. You and your wife seem to understand each other pretty well. Do you ask for permission to go out or is she always okay with it? Thank you.
1: With that being said, there can be two truths to this. Number one, do you ask for permission to go out? Yes. Number two, she's not always going to be okay with it.
0: Right. So let's take this. uh, Let's dissect this question because, honestly, this is an excellent question. Yeah, It's come up a lot recently, right? Should men have to ask permission to do things or women, anyone in marriage? No, I don't believe you should. I do not believe you have to ask for permission to do anything. Here's why. I'm a grown person. I pay taxes. I pay bills. I can get arrested at any point in time, serve like an adult. I could get drafted into war. I am an adult, right? My wife is an adult. She is a fully developed adult. She is an intelligent woman. She can make her own decisions. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We do not ask each other permission to do anything. She is not my mother. I'm not her father, right? That being said, we always, always run things by each other. Always. And that's the key. There, Do I miss that every now and then? Of course. Things get in the way. I forget to say certain things. However, we always run things by each other as much as we possibly can. Because it would be disrespectful for me to call her my wife and to only do what I want to do. And here's the thing. Me running things by my wife does not automatically mean I am going to do what I'm running by her. For example... Hey, um, hey baby, uh, I want to go out with Oscar. We're going, we're going to, I don't know, what,
1: let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, we're
0: gonna go out to, to eat Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Number one, first and foremost, why am I not going? That's the first, that's the first, but whatever. It's just, let's say it's a boys' night, right? We're going to Buffalo Wild Wings. This can go two ways if we have healthy communication. Mm-hmm. Number one, sure, baby, just don't come back too late. We got things to do tomorrow. I love you. Have a great time. Mm-hmm. Or, well, baby, I was kind of hoping you would stay home tonight because I I'm I was feeling a certain type of way. Or, you know, I'm sick. We need, we got to do a, a couple things. Or if you're anything like me, when you literally forget everything that you had planned, well, babe, you can't really go because, you know, we had a prior engagement. We had prior commitments. That is not asking for permission because asking for permission would be like, hey, babe, I was thinking about going out with the boys. No. Can I go? Why? Because I said so.
1: Now, let me ask you something just go. for the sake of the question. And because probably there's a lot of men who hear this and probably want to know as well. Go ahead. What do you do in the scenario that you ask, you know, hey, babe, I uh, it's am it's a boys now. It's a boys. It's a boys night. Right. Uh, you know, and I was thinking I would like to go, et cetera. And she, there we really have no plans. And she just said, You already set up the plans and you really want to go. And she says, No, I don't want you to go.
0: Right. So, number one, I've learned never to set up plans ever without first running them by my wife. Okay. So, I, you don't give the yes to the boys. I never okay. give the yes. I have in the past. Okay. And it's come back to bite me. Right. It's, in my opinion, if you're married and you, again, it, Marriage is such a a deeper commitment than people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. You're not just living with a person, right? Biblically, you are one. Mm -hmm. So imagine half of you doing things that you have no idea what's going on, right? I never make plans without my wife knowing what I'm doing. People can ask me, hey, listen, uh, we want to go somewhere for whatever reason, any example. And I can even say, oh, I'd like to go, but let me talk to my wife first. A lot of people might see that as asking for permission, when in reality, I'm being courteous and honoring my wife's time. Because one thing that many people don't understand, me personally, I don't get that much time with my wife. I don't get to spend that much time with her as much as I wish I would have or could. I'm always working. I'm always on the road. I'm always doing something. She's doing things all the time. Even when we're home, we're doing things. So I, I tend to try to honor that. But, but, Let's say that you still really want to go. You don't see any reason as to why you shouldn't be able to.
1: Right. It's a boy's night.
0: Right. But she insists that you stay with her because she wants to spend time with you, because she misses you, or because there are things that really need to get done. You Mm -hmm. decide. This is when you decide to prioritize. What is more important to you? What is more important to you? Are you going to prioritize your friendship and just go ahead and go in spite of what your wife wants you to do or would like you to do or are you going to prioritize your marriage your wife's feelings her her desire to be with her husband and are you going to prioritize that and stay that there is a slippery slope here though yeah because and this is for for the women and men who are constantly forbidding their spouses to do what they want to do that is not a good thing to do either if you're always saying no 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 i don't want you to go i don't want you to go you are damaging relationships
1: and there's also the manipulating aspect that that many times that when somebody does do something it automatically is oh you don't love me yeah oh you don't care about this relationship and that's not that's not necessarily what it means at all.
0: Exactly. It means, hey, I have friends that I love, friends that I've had for the longest time. Mm-hmm. One day that I go, you know, hang out with them, right, isn't going to cause any damage. Now. On the flip side, if you're always going out with your friends all the time, yeah, and you're giving your wife the, you know, I I did the math. I forgot what the math was. There's was like 168 hours in a week. You work for 40 or 70 of them. I work 70 sometimes of yeah. that week. Then you sleep eight times. So you sleep for 50 something hours, right? Now you are giving your wife the 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 crumbs. You're giving her what's left. right? And and that's... Don't forget about the sticks. You got to get on the game. <laughs> don't forget about, you know, the...
1: Because not only is physical time with your boys not enough, now you got to hop on GTA. Exactly.
0: You know, GTA 6 is coming out pretty soon. Yeah, and now so, you got to get on there. Yeah, so, you know, disappearing. 2K is coming out soon, so you just go. Yeah,
1: and you got to squat up with your boys, too.
0: Fall is such a traumatic time for women sometimes for, with all these releases, but... And at the end of the day, you have to understand when you get married, you have to prioritize your marriage at all costs. This is where where this is where a lot of boys realize that they don't want to be men. I got to do what for who? <laughs> I got to I got to give up doing what for her. Nah, bro. I'd rather stay single, please. If that's how you think, by all means, stay single. Do that. Do that to yourself. Do, do that for her and do that for you. Mm-hmm. But going back to the original question, asking for permission to do things is a wrong way to look at it. Because now, every time you run things by your wife, it's going to feel like you're asking for permission. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel like you're a kid in your marriage. When Don't look at it that way. For us men, I can understand it's a little bit harder. Because, for example, me. At the age of 18, my parents basically said, we did what we could. We trust that we raise you to be a good guy or a good man. We're just going to go ahead and let you run wild. Do what you got to do. Thankfully, they were right. Right? I wasn't wilding out. But from age 16, 17, all the way up until 23, I never really had to tell anybody what I was doing. Nope. I never really had to be accountable for what I was doing or, hey, listen.
1: Usually that's how it goes for guys because... Exactly. You know, even even in even when you do live with your with your parents, for example, they usually tend to be have a little more leeway with the with, with the males. You right. Know? Get home or whatever time you want. Like you're a guy. Like you know you can protect yourself. You can, you know, with the women it's more like mm, Gotta protect st- yourself. Don't what do you do? You, yeah. you know.
0: And it's it's sad that that's the society we live in. But at the end of the day, the example still stands. I struggled greatly, severely in uh, the first couple of years of my marriage because I had spent the past Five, six, seven years just doing me without really telling nobody what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't notifying my parents. Hey, listen, I'm going to go three cities away or whatever. I'm, I'm going to. That
1: was your brother. Your brother did that a lot.
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> I did it too a couple times. But at the end of the day, they still trusted me. Yeah. But interestingly enough, now it is your turn as a husband, as a wife, to trust your husband and spouse or wife enough To tell them hey listen uh i I would like to go here and not even listen eliminate the i am going to from your vocabulary when you're married eliminate that because if you tell them hey listen i'm going to do this this and that Mm -hmm. it kind of implies that even if you didn't think about it, because I feel like men, we can be kind of dumb sometimes. Yeah. We don't really think about th- things that deeply. Yeah, you know how many
1: times I've I've said yes to plans and then when the day comes, I forgot that I had completely other things to do it, that it, day. Exactly.
0: And not just that, we don't think about things as deeply as maybe women do. For example, if I tell my wife, Hey baby, I am going to go get something to eat. For me, it was just like, All right, I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get something to eat. Yeah. And that's it. Does not go any deeper than that. For her, she's gonna be like, Okay. Were you ever going to tell me about this? Were you ever going to include me in this? Why was I not in your in your thought process when it comes to this? And it's like, all right, it's not it's not that deep, but I can understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So a good tool for Which men. Which
1: might not be the dynamic for everybody. Exactly.
0: But I still suggest for men and women alike, eliminate the I am going to. You're not asserting that you're doing something. You're going, hey, babe, what do you think if, or I would like to, or what if we? Mm-hmm. Include. Yeah, yeah let her because again if you ask her hey babe what do you think about xyz this is when you shut up and let her think mm-hmm. let her if you were actually genuine about coming to her about asking her something this is when you let her be honest about what she would like you to do because can you imagine if you come to your wife every time with the intention of quote-unquote running things by her and all you're doing is Following protocol,
1: just allowing her to confirm
0: exactly. Just following protocol and saying, "Hey, listen. Uh, in reality, I'm going to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. But just because I want to follow the protocol, I want to. Um, I want to do it anyway. I'm going to do it, yeah. regardless of what you say. And now she feels obligated to like, okay, babe. Well, I guess you had
1: to. You got to. I a guess life. you already
0: made up your mind or whatever. And she, she doesn't really have a say. That's not how it works. Hey, babe, I was thinking about buying a motorcycle let's say that you got it like that let's say you got an extra 30k in the bank account hey babe i was thinking about buying a motorcycle well you you have the dealer on speed dial so i guess you know what you're doing when in reality you she's got like, him on hold. yeah when in reality she's like babe i've seen so many friends get into motorcycle accidents some of them died i'm scared of that and i do not feel comfortable with my husband being on a motorcycle If your wife outright says that to you, congratulations, you have good communication between the two of you. The last thing you want to do is to suppress what your wife thinks you want you to do. Yeah.
1: So essentially to answer answer my man's question here, um, as a man, permission, like Manny said, permission is the right word. You're really just honoring your wife's time. You know, and you—it seems like you already have a, a good head on your shoulders because you said here that you love your soon-to-be wife and want to be as open as possible about the plans. Yeah, which just lets me know that your heart and you know you're on the right track, and you know you know you know what you—you you essentially know what you want to do. And in terms of feeling like a child, I don't—I don't really think, unless you surround yourself with men who make you feel that way. I think you. I think you're just a grown man who likes to include your, your your wife into your plans and to let her know what's going on in your life, which is also her life.
0: Exactly, and you're gonna know it, bro. Listen again. I, I applaud you for even asking this question because, like Oscar said, you have the right sentiment. You want your wife to feel heard. You want
1: exactly, but
0: you don't want to feel like a child. Which that's a great way to go about marriage. You don't want to feel like a child in yeah. your marriage. However, um. You will notice as the years go by how valuable your wife's input to things really is. You, you're going to notice that. I'm, I'm telling you, bro. It has it has served me very well to listen to what my wife says. Because, again, if we use the term asking for permission, it means that I'm obeying her. Yeah. Which is yes or, and that's just a terrible way to look at things in marriage, right? But her intuition, her discernment has been clutch over the past almost 13 years that I've known her for even before we are anything she would be like mm, maybe careful down that slope but now since she is my wife she has the authority in my life to say baby as your wife I feel like this is a bad idea or baby as your wife you're on the right track that's a great idea how can I make it happen how can I help you? Well, these are the benefits. These are the perks of being married, bro.
1: And as a man, you got to you got to you got you to gotta come into that humility and you got to because there's, there's a there's a factor. And it's the factor that if she says no, you as a man have to learn how to react and respond to that. No. Yeah. With the same like with the same, you know, reaction, not maybe not the same reaction with the same emotion that she would if she said, yeah,
0: exactly. And let's let's end it with this. How would you feel? If your wife just did things, she just did stuff and never included you in the plans. Oh, yeah. Hey, babe, where you are? Oh, I'm in Target. What? Uh, Were you going to tell me about this? I'm over here in the mm-hmm. house waiting for waiting you. Waiting for you. Where, uh, where are you? Oh, well, you were sleeping and I just left. Oh. So.
1: Not a text message, nothing.
0: Did, did we budget for Target this month? Because that, that's all that's a black hole for my wallet she's like no I'll be okay next thing you know from $300 charge on your bank account
1: 300 target is crazy it,
0: 300 and target is nothing it can go a lot deeper than that I wouldn't know all I'm saying is you as a man you would feel good if your wife considered you whenever she was going to do something trust me she feels even better when you consider her mm-hmm. so y'all Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Stay Uncomfortable. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: We'll see you guys next week. Just remember to follow us at underscore stay uncomfortable Pod on Instagram. Follow Johan at I'm Coming in Hot on TikTok. Yes. And follow me at Rodriguez12 under, Rodriguez underscore 29 on Instagram as well.
0: Yeah. Also, if you're on the live right now, follow Plain Talk. You're going to be seeing a lot more of him with us very soon. We love y'all. Take it easy. Stay uncomfortable. Peace.